0: When My Friend Wins was the first Gale and Pablo book I was fortunate to get my hands on some years back. I remember taking it home from work and putting it by the bed to get it ready for bedtime. An interesting title. As parents, we're all about our children excelling and winning and doing their very best. But when, not if, when the time comes that their best, in the words of James Ingram, isn't good enough, what then? What is our role as parents, and what can we do? When do we swoop into their aid, and when do we sit tight and let them maneuver this one? And that's where my next guest comes in. Robin Chua is a speech-language pathologist. And to have such a God-fearing individual at the helm of the Galen Pablo series is really something, and you'll hear that in a bit. But I just wanted to say that I have such a great admiration for authors, people who are able to put into words a feeling or an emotion that I can't quite grasp. Writers know how to draw in their audience and convey their message. And so having spoken to Robin about her thoughts on empathy and thinking about others, it's so clear that the Gale and Pablo series won't stop at book five, spoiler alert! I hope you enjoyed this edition of Mother of Fact with Robin Shua, And don't forget to be kind today. Hi, Robin! Hi! Hi, thank you for having me. No, it's nice to finally meet you. Robin, of course, Robin Rodriguez is the author of a series of books about empathy. And the first one came out a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And you were so gracious enough to give me a copy, Robin. It's been one of the... One of the favorite books Like you know how kids have Yeah Like three, five books At, at the side of their beds. Like oh. it's been one of those books wow. So thank you so much for sharing Yeah, so uh, Can can we talk a little bit about How you started writing these books? Sure, I think That was I think I gave you a book
1: Maybe 2018 Or yeah. uh, It's been a while
0: uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I started writing 2017 Because I'm a speech and language pathologist By profession So mm-hmm. Uh, We deal with students who sometimes have trouble with their social skills. They don't know how Mm -hmm. to respond to certain situations. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to uh, write a book about sportsmanship because I have many kids who can't deal with losing. So they have trouble... I think it's normal, but a lot of us mm-hmm. still struggle with losing even as adults. So I yeah. wanted to create that material. But originally, I just wanted to use it for our therapy sessions. But mm-hmm. you know, and I prayed about it, and then God opened the door that I was able to meet an illustrator, a schoolmate, and then eventually it became a book. You know, And so wow. I was able to self-publish it. And yeah, everything went smoothly man, by God's grace. And then it led me to create more stories that uh, I think children would find beneficial. So the second book was about um, parang bullying, how to help someone who's being bullied. And then the third book naman was about embracing differences or inclusion. So children who are diagnosed with, I feature characters who have autism, with Down syndrome, so parang ganyan, to increase awareness also for kids. And then the fourth one was about seeing or acknowledging your friend who's trying even if they're Uh, Failing or falling short, but acknowledging and offering help rather than criticizing.
0: These are deep lessons for children. Like if you think about it, they're deep lessons for children, but they're also so basic. Mm. As somebody doing what you're doing, do you feel like there's a need for more of this, more of empathy in the world right now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think children need to learn this skill so that they can relate to people better. And especially now, no, during the pandemic, our kids are, I, I would say, less exposed to friends. So my struggle to socialize, to understand other people's feelings. So it's a good way to learn about empathy through books, through different characters, different experiences, even if uh, these the kids who are reading it, if they haven't experienced this scenario, at least through the books, they get to experience it. They learn from the experiences of the characters.
0: That's right. That's right. And I like how you convey it because I think it also has something to do with, you know, what you studied is that you know how to convey certain messages so that children will understand them, right? And and the books do have really great follow-ups and follow-up questions. If you were to define in super basic terms, what empathy is? What is empathy? So
1: empathy is the ability to understand what others are feeling. You feel with them and you respond with compassion. So that's empathy. You feel with them and then you want to help.
0: As a mother, where is empathy in the hierarchy of things that we should be teaching our children?
1: I think it's very important. No, it's yeah. one of the top up there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the important traits or characters that we want our children to develop. It's crucial, not just for in how they uh, develop healthy relationships with others, but even in I know, being successful in their careers, because even studies say that empathy is one of the parang, big factors in determining our success as leaders. As professionals, that's what they look at also. Because if you have empathy, you know how to connect with people. You understand Uh-oh. who you're working for or your employees. So very important.
0: Yeah. Do you think that as as um, kids grow older or as people grow older, they sort of lose touch? Like, if let's say if you teach empathy as a child, like, is there a chance that as you grow older, does the world just sort of rob you of that? Or is there a way to, like, keep going, keep being? Empathic. Yeah,
1: thing. empathic. I think there is a chance that somehow we may be parang callous to others. I think major human nature for us to be more selfish, more egocentric. We think about ourselves. Yeah, no. But we don't really have time to think about others because we're so busy with our own problems. So mm-hmm. I think it also takes intentionality to see others, to notice the people right. around us.
0: Right, right. One of the things that I think all parents of young children, what they developed during the pandemic was a little bit of empathy because had about mm-hmm. 24/7 and then you yeah. really had to, had to monitor their online schooling and just adjusting together. Mm-hmm. I think that really yeah. does form a bond. So upon reflection, I know it hasn't been the easiest ride for everybody about the pandemic. but mm-hmm. like one of the things I'm really grateful for now, is that time spent and that time just learning from. From mm-hmm. my children. Ba? Do you think, Robin, that kindness and empathy, they're slowly disappearing from society? Like are you major alarmed? It's
1: hard to say, no. Because there are there are days na we meet very kind people, and genuine yeah. people. But mm-hmm. then there are days na everyone is so selfish and rude. So it's hard to say. But what I know for sure is the natural tendency natin as human beings is really to think about ourselves. Okay. So so para as we grow older. Maybe concern for others. We would notice actually my children, they're more empathic. Young children or young toddlers, mm-hmm. you would say, parang less affected to love with others. But somehow I guess as we grow older, we become less and less sensitive to others. No? Yeah. We become, yeah.
0: Yeah. You can't, and as a parent, no, you can't just teach empathy to kids. No, you also have to sort of mirror you know, yeah. that quality. True, true. You have to model it, you have
1: to see it in you.
0: Yeah. But, like, how early do they become aware of, of this whole concept of empathy?
1: I would say very early. Some even say that young children, even new- newborns, no, they start showing this level of empathy when, for example, when a baby hears another child crying, parang they also cry. Or young toddlers, when they see someone fall and then cry, they din. So, parang there's this level of empathy that's already developing in their brain. And then some say that. Up to your teens you're still developing this
0: uh, skill oh, so okay. para it's
1: never uh, never too early never too late you're still learning okay. I think no
0: yeah empathy it's really such a it's really such if you think about it para sobrang basic but go in
1: oh oh but I think uh, sometimes you just really forget to see other people para it starts with see no- seeing like that. noticing the yeah. mm. there's someone out there who feels something but if we don't see them we won't really empathize with
0: them this sort of strikes a chord because parents nowadays they don't really see their children or they don't mm-hmm. really spend time with their children yeah. they may be in the same room but are often than not you know they're on their phones or mm-hmm. they're doing something else and so that's maybe true. this is also a first step for parents is you also have to see mm-hmm. your children maybe that's true one of the ways that you could teach them about empathy What do you think are the basic things that we can start uh, doing or teaching our children so that they're on the road to being more empathic?
1: So I'll start with my young toddlers, my young children. We can uh, talk first about emotions. So we want to teach them about emotions, teach them the vocabularies, teach them to read facial expressions. So that's a very early way for them to understand that uh, people have emotions this is what they feel more than just happy and sad frustrated disappointed uh, discouraged parang ganyan. so you widen their vocabularies on emotions you can do this through everyday conversations yeah through books ganyan. we have cards we have
0: cards, cards with yeah they're emotion emotions. cards yeah.
1: yeah those are great tools i started doing this with my daughter when she was just one year old okay so she likes looking at faces so parang, oh. as young as as they are aware na sila. Ah, okay, so when Mommy does this face, it means she's a bit
0: upset. Ganyan. So that's a good start. That's what it's for pala. You know what? Because I've had these cards for the longest mm-hmm. time and I really wasn't sure what to do with them, Robin, because they're just, you know, a bunch of faces with different emotions, right? But, you know, I forget that my kids are four and they're three and they're seeing these things for the first Mm -hmm. time and that's why they're so curious about them and so they started asking me the questions oh mommy what does this mean oh mommy Mm -hmm. what does this say what does this say what does this say and that's how they learn so it's really important to teach different kinds of emotions yes yes okay Okay.
1: and as you label these uh, facial expressions Mm -hmm. you can also give them different scenarios so happy you're happy when you have an ice cream you're happy when you have a toy you're disappointed when you, uh, your, your tower of blocks crash down. So para at least they can connect the emotions with different scenarios, different situations. And as simple as I spy, you can do that with young kids. Well, I spy someone smiling outside. Why is he smiling? So people watch. That's another activity that I always do with my child. Because you can do it anytime, anywhere. You just look at people and then you make inferences. But of how they feel. So it's people passing by the street or someone shouting, oh, how does he feel? Does he look tired? Why do you think he's tired? Uh, where is he going next? You just wow. talk about people. Right? Wow. Okay. That's the basic step. I think it's important for them to to develop the skill of seeing and noticing others.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that before. Yeah. yeah yeah and you don't need like a fancy app for that or you don't yeah, need, you, just, yeah. you just people watch yeah, yeah but, people watch. but just like and the just the sorry the the inferences part is yeah it's huge just mm-hmm. to think about others literally mm-hmm. just think about others yeah um, that
1: and it also develops their language, their thinking skills, mm. their problem-solving skills, cause and effect. And very, we actually do this all the time during our speech therapy. We just talk about people and then you the conversation can go and then another activity helpful for kids is to role-play. So you can role-play different scenarios, whether it's a, a movie you watch or just role-playing, pretend play. Because as you uh, take turns in portraying different roles. You're actually empathizing with the role that you assume. So if I, I'm pretending to be a patient, a sick patient, or a doctor, so you sort of put yourself in the shoe of that person. And then the scripts that you're saying, oh, are you okay? Are you sick? Uh, what can I do to make you feel better? So all of this uh, helps them develop
0: that you know, empathy. Mm. So it's off din off no? the hours and hours of Uh-oh, playing play. in your blanket for
1: the yeah.
0: Oh, I see.
1: And you okay. can get creative. Eh? You can think yeah. of different scenarios. Someone is hungry. Mga ganyan, no? yeah. Let's pretend I'm the... Ganyan. So yeah, role play. Very, very important. And I guess for older kids, they can start uh, watching news, reading newspapers, discussing with their parents. Mm. That's a good way to... And to apply empathy with current events oh, so you see the right? if it's a when there are victims from a storm, typhoon, how do they feel, what can we do to help, so that's I think very practical for older kids and I think another thing that we can do at home is we just talk about our emotions every day as parents we model it, we tell them how we feel Sometimes because we don't want to show our weakness, but we always want to show that we're happy. But yeah. sometimes if we're, if we're sad, if we're uh, worried, we're anxious, we can verbalize it so they see what we're going through and how we cope. Somehow they'll be more sensitive to our feelings. So we we also model that part of ourselves. And we model asking everyone in the family, how are you today? How are you feeling? Yeah, and so at least they know that they see it, that that's what I should do. But I should also ask how others are feeling.
0: This is a really great point that, that you're making, Robin, because, you know, as a parent, you want to always, like you said, you want to always appear uh, on top of things. Mm-hmm. But you're always happy for them and you're, you're always... Uh, strong but Mm -hmm. by verbalizing that sometimes you know mommy can be tired and by verbalizing that sometimes mommy's not feeling very well they also won't be scared to show what they're feeling even if it's not always positive yes
1: yes oh wow
0: really modeling no
1: yeah really modeling and i don't think it always comes naturally to us yeah i don't know if think so You yeah, don't
0: talk about feelings we, eh. no we don't and <laughs> we i don't know don't. if that's a culture thing robin yeah. no yung parang medyo taboo to talk about oh. your feelings but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's actually a big thing that we can start doing to teach empathy mm-hmm. to our children because yeah. if you keep saying that you're always happy you're always a no parang when they feel sad they won't want to talk to you about it mm-hmm. because you won't understand it you know?
1: yeah Oh, and they yeah. would feel na baka it's wrong to feel sad because mommy's never sad. Oh oh, and, yeah.
0: oh oh oh. Yeah. Oh, this is a good lesson. This
1: is yeah, so lesson. talking. then actually I'm not very comfortable talking about my emotions. Your emotions. But I'm not that very, okay.
0: we're
1: not we're not is a cultural thing not to be so expressive.
0: Yeah.
1: Diba? we just keep it to ourselves. But yeah, that's one thing I'm also realizing. Now if we want our children to learn about emotions, I should talk about it at home. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> Every yeah. Every day.
1: Yeah. Mm. And another very practical tip is to involve your children in helping others, no? in sim- whether it's an outreach program or doing visitations or just giving you know, food to someone who's hungry, mga ganyan. And then you talk about it. Why am I doing this? How do you think that person feels? Uh, talk about it. Sometimes we assume now when we give when our tip, to a server, yun yun, our kid sees it. But actually, when you talk about it more, how do you think the server feels? What will this tip do for him, his family? Ganyan? So parang your kid becomes more aware of these things. Mas can widen your understanding. Nila. Oh,
0: these, these little follow up questions, like Mm-mm. what you have ba, in your books. Yeah. Okay, Robin, I have a question. Can you overdo the teaching of empathy to your children? Like, can you. Can you overdo the kindness? Is there are there cons to being too kind or too nice, too empathic? I think you can't
1: overdo it. You just have to be discerning about it. Parang mm-hmm. it also requires wisdom to know if you're being kind, if you're actually helping the person, or you know if you're already. Encouraging that person, for example, to be lazy or irresponsible. Mm-mm. For example, your your child is doing the homework for her friend. I'm just being kind and being helpful, but Uh-oh. are they really helping in the long run? So I think it just requires a little bit of discernment.
0: Mm-mm. Discernment. Yeah. To be able to yeah. To be able to, to know
1: to. if what you're doing is actually helping or not.
0: Mm-mm. But
1: being kind in general, I don't think there's such a thing as being too kind.
0: Yeah. No. And we don't want that, right? We don't want Yeah. Um, you know, we we don't want to be, you know, pushovers yeah. and, and things like that. So, I have a question. So, in one of the um mommy groups, I saw this uh question raised by one of the moms saying that she was very alarmed because uh, her daughter, she noticed was being excluded from her group of cousins a lot. And, you know, as somebody who's Kids are enrolled in mga group activities Sometimes that's my fear also Like mm-hmm. if I see If I see my child being left out Or being bullied di ba, What
1: mm-hmm. is something
0: that I can do For my child Or what's something that I can say To your child Yeah, because yeah. I, I don't want to fix the situation mm-hmm. right? Because that's But what is something that I can do as a parent Okay
1: First, give that bully my book chok. <laughs> 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 you have a of <laughs> but you're right. We can't always parang intervene. At yeah, that. yeah. We have to figure it out on their own. But I think processing is always important. So we talk to our child. We talk about how she feels. We let them reflect if their friends or yung set of friends, do, do they have the parang right set of friends? The friends that they have, is this the right group that she belongs to? Or should she start looking for a different set of friends who will treat her well? Parang that way, they can also discern true friends from uh, those who take advantage of them. Parang ganon.
0: Uh-oh.
1: So you can process that with them. And I think it's also a good opportunity for your daughter to learn empathy about the bully. In a way, na kahit na victim, siya. you can talk about why do you think this person is bullying you? Why is he saying mean things to you? How do you think that it makes that person feel? Does he feel better if he laughs at you when other people laugh along with him? Does it make him feel more important? Does he like the attention? Things like that. You yeah. can talk about that as well. So that your child will also understand the perspective ni ni bully. bully, yeah. So oh, she won't just feel that she's a victim. But she would understand that this bully actually maybe is also going through something.
0: Yeah. Parang and parang okay. the child also learns what not to do to other kids yeah. because it feels bad, right? Parang mm-hmm. If you feel so horrible,
1: yeah, chances
0: are you're not going to do that to other children. Yes, that's true. So you talk
1: about it and you know, I think you can always tell your child, I mean, if you need my help, if you need me to intervene, just let me know. If you want me to talk to the teacher or to the student. But if not, you guys can also role play and practice mga scripts when should you say stop when should you walk away when should you i don't confront the bully or when should you just keep silent and ignore my mga ganong scenarios
0: yeah. yeah in my last episode i talked to C si bianca santiago and we talked all about positive parenting robin same sentiments were echoed you know you just have to teach empathy mindfulness diba? those were the words that were used But how do you balance being empathic and, you know, also teaching your child how to be strong and logical and independent at the same time? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the balance that we're going for and how do you achieve it?
1: Yeah, because I think maybe sometimes if people might think if you're too empathic, you're too emotional. Mm -hmm. There's actually such a thing as emotional empathy. Okay. Because there are three types. Eh? They say there's cognitive empathy. That's basically just knowing in your mind how others feel. You don't really feel with them, but you know it. You know they're feeling hungry. So parang you know their perspective. And then there's emotional empathy. When you parang really feel with them, Parang contagious, whatever they're feeling, you feel it too. So sometimes sabi nila, this kind of empathy can lead to empathy overload. For example, for doctors who feel with their patients or the family of their patients, if they feel too much, it affects them also. So, min san may ganong overload. Oh, and then the third one is compassionate empathy. Basically, that's the empathy that leads you to action.
0: You know how there's always that time where you can't change their diapers forever or you can't mm-hmm. keep wiping their butts on the toilet forever. There comes a time when you sort of step back and let them do it. So when is it, like, when do you teach them when to be empathic and when to be strong and, like, to stand Mm -hmm. your ground? Yeah. Or is it, like, does it differ? Is this also, like, something that calls for discernment?
1: Yeah, I think the key there is just to pause and to process the situation before you respond. So sometimes maybe they want to give too much or you want to help so much or should i para distance myself first so i think the key there is you pause to uh analyze the situation analyze the people involved and then think about your action how it would help in the long run para my problem solving skills involved also
0: oh critical it's not thinking. just feeling
1: oh critical thinking not just feeling oh I, I really want to help I want to give all my money and then i it's not right pala. so para there's uh, this level of problem solving needed. Yeah, I, I remember I was playing with my daughter the other day. She likes to role play. So we're pretending there's a stranger outside. So she said, we want to help the stranger because he's hungry. And then the stranger says, I want to come in. Oh, but the stranger can't come in because we don't know him. So Para man, There's problem solving, there's empathy. You think about the different scenarios. So I think, yeah, you just help your children process everything. And then eventually there will come a time that they can do it on their own they can think but they can think ahead they can analyze the situation and then yeah we pray they make the right
0: decisions yeah yeah aside from your books robin do you know any other like way that people or yeah people with young kids can learn about empathy and feelings and how to think for other people like is there another do they teach this in school I hope so. No, I, hope I think so. so. Yeah, no. I,
1: hope I so. think so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. So go to The teachers. I hope they're modeling it. Yes.
0: Diba? Yeah. Because it can't be like an outright lesson about empathy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, that's... but I think lahat naman ng stories that involve, uh, yeah, different characters, different uh, moral lessons. You can always, parang, intentionally talk about empathy about emotions, whatever the material actually, whether it's books or. movies piece. For me, uh, what's important is the processing time after with a parent when you discuss these things. That's when your child um, para appreciates empathy. But if they just watch it and then parang lang, they just know the story, the climax, the ending, pero hindi talaga nag-sink in the
0: yung emotions ng characters involved. So parang we could miss the chance to teach empathy. Like a debriefing, like of, of some sort, no? You know, Robin, and I also noticed that when when we watch like certain movies or certain shows, if I'm watching it with them and we get to talk about it after, parang it also is. You can also teach lessons that way, mm-hmm. right? It's also, yeah. also like you can also use that as a model to teach empathy.
1: Yeah, even if that's not the main lesson of yes. the story or the movie, yes. but the conversation
0: that's can the be thinking, true. no? Yeah many things yeah just the thinking just the thinking out loud
1: mm-hmm.
0: were you robin raised by parents who also talked about encouraged you to talk about your feelings like were you raised this way by empaths
1: i think maybe it's a culture thing yeah i feel shy oh okay we don't so no. we don't talk so much about our emotions but i do see it in their actions Especially my dad, because he loves uh, visiting the sick people. He really loves caring for others. Like he would he would travel to Iloilo from Manila to visit a sick friend. So you know things like that. It those actions left a mark on me. And I think uh, now that's one thing I would learn you know, to talk about it more with my child
0: and model it. Yes. Or in your case, yes. you know, not to, not talk about it. But, but show model it. it. <laughs> yeah, but model yeah. it. Yeah, that's a very important lesson as well. We also have to be very mindful that if you're not modeling it, then what are you doing, deba? Yeah. And what is your child picking up? Oh, mm, scary. That's true. <laughs> you know, we were kids once, Robin, and we didn't have children to, to raise and to send out into the world, Diba. But now as a parent, parang you realize how critical it is to not raise bad people, mm, Yeah. Diba? Kasi yeah. the <laughs> yeah. world after we're gone. And so like you really have to make sure that the home that you're raising them in you're sending them out to be good citizens.
1: Yes, yeah, true. And sabing, Anana we're raising world changers. World so changers, that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how we see them. To change the world, they need empathy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that's that's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Right? How can they get a copy of your books, Robin?
1: They can uh, go to our website, www.galeandpablo.com So they can order there. I also have resellers in Shopee, Lesada if that's more uh, convenient for them. And yeah. they can also check out my IG account. I post uh, reviews there at Robin Chihuacar.
0: Nice one, Robin. No, show coming out soon of...
1: I have a fifth book, so God willing, it will come out in by October.
0: Yay! Congrats in advance. Thank you. Congrats in advance. Robin, again, thank you so much for agreeing to guest on my podcast and talk to me about empathy. Thank you.
1: It's an honor. Thank you for having me.
0: Mother of Fact is proudly an Anima podcast. Check out other great content by following Anima online at Animapods on Twitter and Instagram. Digging the podcast so far? Leave a rating and don't be shy to record a voice message for me. You might just end up in the next episode. Click the link in the description or hit me up online. It's at Ricky Flo.